Okay, welcome Veronica to the We Just Work Here podcast. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Um, okay, so quick intro on Veronica. You are a senior account manager for an e-commerce company, and you've been there a couple of years now. Um, so you're kind of helping brands see success on websites like um, Amazon, if you've yep. heard of it. Um, and then you've also kind of seen your own share of success starting your own businesses in the past. And that's kind of what I want to chat with you about today. Um, I think that not many people have seen both sides of that coin. I think especially women <laughs> um, of just like kind of owning your own business and also working for somebody else. Um, so I think I'm excited to hear a bit more from your perspective on each of these like kind of separate experiences and we'll kind of hear the pros and cons of each. So thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Um, okay. So Jumping right in, you've started your own business before and you were pretty successful. So I think before we jump in on the pros and cons, um, I'd like to know just a little bit more about the what the business was, how you got the idea um, for it. I think that's a big one these days. People are sort of like looking to maybe pivot out of the role that they're in and they just don't even know how to come up with an idea. So maybe talk us through the process of coming up with the idea, um, how you got it started, how you kept it going, things like that. Gosh. Okay. So um, Shop Succulents was kind of came into the space on Amazon in a really unique time. Like 12 years ago, there was white space that existed on Amazon. This is not really the case anymore. So I think a lot of brands or people who are you know wanting to start businesses now, if you go on Amazon, you can see that there's tons of brands, tons of, tons of sellers already kind of selling those types of products. Um, the particular business that I was a part of and was a founding member of, um, there were no plant businesses online. There was no one who was selling direct to consumer at that time. So not only did we get into the business like right at the you know the the best time possible on Amazon because there was no one there, we were also just right before that trend curve. Mm. So I think that that's kind of now the plant nowadays, trend. Sorry, say it again. The plant trend, like yeah. the indoor yeah. house plants. Okay. Plants, the craze, like the plant craze. Mm -hmm. And at that time, succulents were huge and succulents have kind of like, you know, died out a bit and it's house plants now. But I mean, we were able to pivot and kind of ride that curve. But at that time, we were a little bit, we were right ahead of the trend, right ahead of the trend. That is not an easy thing to do. Or <laughs> yeah. it, takes, it takes a special type of person to kind of be able to foresee that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing. And I think the other thing is just the dynamic that was Amazon 12 years ago. It's mm -hmm. very different beast now. Um, I work with a ton of brands um, who are kind of like trying to start their own businesses and lots of different categories. Um, and they're up against a saturation level in every category that did not mm -hmm. exist 12 years ago. So um, we we were a, a group of people who were largely unskilled, <laughs> like when it comes to like starting a business, managing operations, managing web, creative, all of those things, largely unskilled team. But um, because we had very little competition, it gave us the breathing room to be able to create something that was ended up being, you know, magnificent. So you could take your time and sort of yeah. like almost A-B test, see what worked. Like the idea, right, was was yeah. selling succulents online, which I remember at the time being like, you're going to what? <laughs> Everybody. I mean, um, even people now are like, you ship plants? How do you guys do that? You know? Yeah. 
yeah. at this point, we're just like, we can do it. We promise, you know? Right, but. right. So that was sort of unheard of. But then you didn't really know, like, what should the product ultimately be? Is it like bundles of plants? Is it wine? Yeah. Is it planter sets? Like, I'm sure you took your time to really create the ultimate, like the best selling products that you could. And and you Absolutely. had the space to do it. Um, and without the and I mean, at the time, I think where we started was doing basic keyword research. We were looking at what it, what are people searching for? And at the time, you know, it took, it took us years to refine that down. Mm. And the top selling products for the brand now came, I would say about three years into the company. Okay. So we tried a lot of terrariums, a lot of planters, tons of inefficiency before we okay. realized that it was inefficient and mm. like, you know, found our niche with it. Um, and I think, you know, we had a group of people that were extremely committed and had a ton of grit um, mm. and ultimately had the stomach for years of struggle <laughs> with mm. getting the business started. Yeah. So I Cause think- you all sometimes had jobs during that time, right. Totally. To kind of sustain. That this business, experiment. Yeah, the business is a is a multi million dollar business now, and it was started with wow. a credit card. There was no one, no one came into that, you know, that founding meeting that was mm-hmm. literally at a back patio table with any money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was really started on a credit card and kind of um, built over time. And like I said, like myself and the other founding members like worked in a restaurant we worked like you know just one was a teacher like yeah. we didn't have huge background in this at all and i think that you taught uh, yourselves the business aspect we did we did and i think that um i think that the the trickiest part in being successful in e-commerce is identifying a niche identifying a trend identifying mm-hmm. a niche and being able to sort of position yourself really quickly against it. Now I feel like things are trends are changing all the time. And sometimes I see, you know, a a brand that, you know, became successful through Instagram marketing or something. And I'm kind of like, well, they were they were quick to it. They were mm-hmm. they were watching the trends in a particular category, whether the category is wellness or it's plants or, you know, all types of different things. You know, I think you can find that, but you have to be the type of person that is watching the market. All the time. You can't just pull, All the markets. Yeah. Or or a market that you're genuinely interested in, like something okay. that you have passion for. If mm-hmm. you can't, um, I I would not recommend starting a brand in a category that you are not interested in or have some passion or knowledge about. Mm-hmm. Pick something that pick something that you're interested in and find something that would, you know, benefit people. When I was when I first had my daughter, I was like constantly looking through baby items, you know, and I'm like, I saw a hole for like silicone sippy cups, you know, it's like, I knew that was a hole in the Amazon market. It's like, I could have capitalized on that. There's, mm-hmm. you kind of have to go with what you know. Mm. Yeah. And, and Amazon FBA people who are like, you can sell anything and just drop yes. shipping. No. That's what I was just going to say. There's so many people on like TikTok and Instagram saying like, all you need is a laptop and internet and you too can ship everything on Amazon and make multi-million dollar business. And I think, you know, we know firsthand like that is not super realistic. So I think, yeah, what would you say to people? Like what are maybe the things, the few things that you really do need to have? Like say you're thinking about starting your own Amazon or e-commerce business, like what do you need to have or what do you need to know maybe <laughs> before yeah, you I jump mean, in? 
I think you need a clear a clear picture of what your goal is. Like, are you looking to replace your income or are you looking for a side hustle? I personally am of the belief that side hustles come first. Um, So you can create and generate some income. Most likely if you're trying to like do Amazon FBA, uh, you're going to fail like a couple of times before you get the right product um, and find your kind of niche. I think that that also is just a dogfight that's, for a very little margin, that's not mm-hmm. worth it. I, okay. I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, our agency that I work with now is like, we really focus on building brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there is there is a space for Amazon reselling. It's just not, that's not where my heart will ever be. You know, like yeah. that's, a side, that's a side hustle. I think building a brand on Amazon is a lot cooler, a lot more exciting. Okay. Um, but you know, it's, you can flip things on Amazon for a lot less money up front than yeah. say build a brand and need to invest in tons of advertising. Marketing and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to somebody who's thinking about it, like looking at the super saturated Amazon marketplace, like where would you suggest they start to look to find maybe a niche or like kind of hitting that, that golden spot that you hit, you know, over a decade ago, with like the right timing plus the right product? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say that the way, and there's tons of tools out there now that you can use to kind of do product research like Helium 10 or Prism and Perpetua. There's tools that you can use. Um, And at the agency, I mean, for sure, I think it's good to have like data backed, um, you know, resources. Um, For myself, I think my strategy in the past uh, with the plant company was always kind of to take a look at what's happening in the market, whether that's on social media. I think social media is just a huge area for learning um, in any in any market. So taking a look and kind of seeing what's happening in the marketplace, and then and then building on that. Okay. There there is no this without some aspect of like innovation and creativity. Um, and so I think. There, there's a lot of different types of people in the world and like you have to, if you are not a creative person, then you need to bring a creative person in because creativity is so important. Um, being able to, and then once your business is started, you're going to need creative solutions. So that creativity will go a long way. But I think to find the right product type, you need to understand, find the hole in the market that you're interested in. See if there's a hole in the market on the platform you want to sell on, whether it's Amazon or Shopify or wherever it is, and then build on that from there. Cool. Okay. So how about the business side of it? Like I know plenty of people who maybe can find the hole, they have a product that they're really interested in, but they don't know how to run a business. Like how, if you're not a self-taught, you know, or if you don't have the time to teach yourself necessarily, is it just like, we'll make the time or how did you end up learning the business aspect of it? So I think if you don't have the time to start a business, you can't like Mm. it's just start a side hustle, find something that's quick and easy, sell, sell digital prints on Etsy. I don't know what your side hustle looks like. There's so many out there, but if you don't have the time to learn how to run a business or you're going to learn the hard way, which I think Mm. is how most people learn anyways. Um, I mean, we definitely learn the hard way. Like, fell on our faces, like had to have the grit and the stomach for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And eventually I think I got really over that. Like, I don't know that it is for everybody. Um, 
I think it, like with plants specifically, they're and we said this all the time, like logistically the worst possible product. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that everybody, you know, will necessarily have the same um, learning curves that we experienced trying sure. to start an online plant business. Like, can you think of anything like more yeah, challenging or difficult? So um, everything from literally learning how to ship a product without it just like being a disaster upon arrival to right. um, like our books, like, you know, I didn't have a background in any of that, you know, none yeah. of us did. Like, and I was a, more on the creative side, the other founding members, like more on the mathematical, you know, analytical side. So we made a really good team, like, you know, and yeah. I have no background in graphic design or photography. And by the end of my time with them, I was managing, I was creative directing, I was managing photo shoots, you know. Um, and so I think it's like, we definitely learned on the fly for that. Yeah. Um, and either you do it that way. I don't think, you know, I work with a lot of brands and most of those brands have uh, business degrees. They have, you know, the, mm. the higher up folks, you know, they have MBAs and they do not have anywhere near the experience that I gained in my twenties working for this type of a bootstrap startup. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the learning by doing so invaluable. It's irreplaceable. It's irreplaceable. Mm. So you know, they might be better at an Excel spreadsheet than me, but you know, it's like we'll leave you that kind to them. Have both. I feel like once you get to like a certain level, like you can't you, have both. You you have to. You have to figure out if you really want to get to the next level. Like you kind of have to like you know get, mm. get in there and and learn both. But I would say that that's a rare skill set, and yeah. it's a rare skill set to have really been through the ringer of a startup. And then come out and and then like teach kind of like what I'm doing with like account management or help guide these brands, you know, on different sure. levels. Sure. Sure. Do you sort of feel like now in your current role, you're in almost that like mentoring teaching role, like all, taking all the learnings you've gathered in your own startup and really bringing it to the brands now? Yeah. And there's just endless ways that you can improve a brand on Amazon. There's always more to do brands are always evolving themselves. So there's always more to kind of um, optimize, correct, um, you know, improve and then expand. I mean, it's not like our agency is very Amazon focused, but we don't stop our recommendations with Amazon. Like they kind of seep out into the world of like brand recognition on a social media level or, you know, in other, other ways that the brand is kind of getting their name out there. Um, Yeah. And so, and I think we learned a lot of that because Shop Succulents was not and does not just exist on Amazon. It exists within tons of different marketplaces, um, you know, different, you know, different uh, website platforms and things like that. So in your current role, how did you end up sort of finding this position that was like kind of this perfect I don't know. It took all of your like creative capabilities and all of the experience you had um, just in your previous role at Shop Succulents and starting that business. How did you end up finding the role you're in right now? And how did you kind of know it was the right position for you after you interviewed? So I think um, I got really lucky. I'm so grateful um, for the agency channel that I work with now. Um, I think that I had no idea that you could filter for remote jobs on Indeed until COVID. And I, I, 
did that, I mean, obviously you have to remember that like my work experience was largely for this one company. I got Mm -hmm. a ton of different aspects of experience with one company over the course of a decade. Um, And so I wasn't out there like applying for jobs and like doing all this stuff. And so I was just searching for things that, you know, were related to my experience. Amazon, Amazon management, essentially on the remote filter. Um, I have a toddler and I wanted the same flexibility and freedom um, that I had working in office, but, you know, with hours that worked for my nanny schedule at the time, you know, and I think I was, I was afraid to leave because I felt like I had, you know, I had a ton of flexibility there, but I was creatively extremely burnt out. So going and applying for channeled, I felt like after talking with them, honestly, I felt like it felt like a leap in my Mm -hmm. knowledge And it turned out that it wasn't. As soon as I got in there, it was just like doing kind of doing what I had done on a micro level for a lot of different brands and really exciting because everyone is in a different stage of growth in their business. Everyone is selling a different type of product, different categories. Um, And so I was able to be create a creative force um, to sort of streamline things uh, for all different types of products, which was really fun. Yeah, I've heard um, sometimes people who have maybe worked in a, a, a role for a really long time, worked for a company for ages, or even started their own thing and worked at it, you know, for a significant period of time, that there's this concern or fear, like, actually, do I have the skills to work somewhere else? Like, do do the skills I've, um, you know, kind of developed in myself here in this place transfer? Um, and I think that that's like not an uncommon fear. So did you, did that kind of play into any of your concern in applying to a new job, like okay. jumping out of the having your own business world to like working for somebody else? That's a really big change. Were you concerned at all? 100% because I had no idea how I stacked up in in the in the marketplace yeah it's hard to measure yourself I had no idea I had no idea and as it turns out if you bootstrap a company for 10 years you actually learn a lot of skills that somebody who's in like an isolated role say as like a business development manager Mm -hmm. or a PM a product manager those were different titles that I had at Shop Succulents but the skills that I learned were like way outside of those roles because I sometimes would have to walk into the warehouse and help with logistical or operational things. Mm -hmm. And now I can advise my brands on those type of problems too. Or I was helping our inventory manager with certain tasks. Like because at a startup, you, you wear so many hats. um, You just kind of get blasted with an introduction of knowledge in every category. I, there was no way to know that until I took the leap and I just went you know, went for it and did it. Um, yeah. Yep. And it's paid off. So, okay. So obviously there are some major pros and cons to both self-employment and working for someone else. So I guess, um, you know, what pops into my head is like, you know, you kind of give up autonomy and flexibility when you work for somebody else. And then there's also this sense of like maybe a lack of stability if you work for yourself. Um, what yep. are some of the, like the pros and cons that you've actually found to be true um, on either side? So um, I think the number one con for sure is the lack of stability. Mm-hmm. So hard. And I think at different stages of life, like lack of stability for me at 25, great. Yeah, lack of no stability <laughs> for me at 32 with a toddler, not really what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think it's okay to evolve and say like, 
this isn't, you know, and it's not that the company's like so unstable or anything. It's just there, there is always going to be some level of instability when you're mm-hmm. in, at a founding level, I think, for a yeah. company like that, especially yep. just like a company that is very much um, positioned on Amazon. And, you know, when 80% of your business is on Amazon, it's a yeah. little bit, you know, you rely on that, you know. Sure. So, um, and in terms of, pros so I think that like going and working for somebody else like I like I said I've gotten really lucky and I think that like if every leadership team could take a page out of the channeled leadership book that would be amazing because I feel like channeled yeah because I feel like a lot of my fears were just like quickly put to rest like I think that it is possible to find a company that sees your humanness and respects it and I think that essentially that's what I have found there you know like if my child is sick or you know like whatever yeah, the happens I you know I think that you know working for yourself you're just so used to just being like I, I can't I'm not coming in today like my kid is sick um right. whereas like when you're actually dealing with days that are calculated it's that was a world that I had never been a part of mm-hmm. I just took a day if I needed a day you know right. so I think working it's the right it takes the right company to kind of put those fears to rest I think if you're used to working for yourself I think most people don't go backwards like I did where they work for themselves and then now want to go work for somebody right Um, but if you're used to that then you would need to find a company that you know respects your autonomy enough and yeah, one of the it's things- so hard to know if that's the company you're joining, right? So right. I don't know. Shout out I mean, to your employer. That's amazing. And there's I so mean, few companies that that really live up to like the uh, persona almost or the culture and ethos that they present in the interview process, you know? Totally. And I would say, and I was very naive to that. Like they could have totally just duped me in the interview because I wouldn't have known better. But, um, you know, they did tell me it, during the interview that like, you know, if if you're getting your work done and things like that, it's like your schedule more or less is kind of your own. And that alone put a lot of my fears to us. And it, it turned out to be somewhat true. Like I'm very structured by like a meeting schedule, but at the same time, like the work that I fit in around that, I can make it work with my, my lifestyle. And I think that means everything coming out of the, the work background that I had. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Okay. Well, one more question here. Um, and I think this is kind of a big one for anyone who might be, um, listening through here to the end. Uh, but if somebody is kind of miserable at their job, um, how do you think they can know if it's better for them to continue in the career path that they're on and, uh, maybe find a new company that they actually enjoy, um, like you have, you know, or, kind of versus striking out on their own and even developing, you know, a side hustle that could turn into something else? Like, what are maybe the types of questions to ask oneself in a situation where you're just at like a fork in the road career wise? Um, I think that you should never stay somewhere that you're miserable ever. I think that there are always alternatives. Like as soon as you decide that there's an alternative, there it will be. Mm-hmm. You can you can absolutely walk a different path. Um, please never believe that you have to be stuck at a miserable job. Um, Terrence McKenna says that the abyss is a feather bed and I have lived that. I believe it with my whole heart. I think that, um, that you can absolutely make a a scary change at the same time with e-commerce. I think you should start a side hustle first. I mean, you have to suspend that, 
suspend that knowing in a place of like strategy, like future belief. Yes. Through that, you know, I think that like you can absolutely start your own business if you're motivated enough to do it. If you have a passion for something, Um, if you think that you're going to watch a TikTok video that like says like, go sell curling irons that you bought on TJ, uh, TJ Maxx and flip those on FBA, like you're not going to be successful. Like, I'm sorry. Like you need some type of like fire in your heart to drive yourself forward because starting a business is really hard. Like it's, there's nothing easy about it and don't let TikTok tell you otherwise Uh, (laughs) affiliate marketing. But so I think you can make the change. You should make the change if you're unhappy. If you are not super financially cushioned, start a safe side hustle first. There are different levels to side hustles. You know, there are side hustles that take less up front. There are some that take more up front. I would research that and find something that you feel passionate about and do that and try to, I don't know, stack enough capital that you can maybe start a business, get really clear on what that business is um, and, and then start formulating a plan. I think Amazon is the right place for some people. Um, I would say it's easier. I don't, I don't even know anymore to say if it's easier than starting a Shopify business because so many people now do so well with like Instagram, Facebook marketing, um, which is a different world than, you know, when we initially started, it was like Amazon made way more sense. And now the marketing on Amazon is so expensive to really build your business for a lot of categories. Um, but I think that there is a place and you just kind of have to figure out what that is, where that where that white space for you is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing some of your wisdom here. I think um, it's just it's interesting for me to hear from your perspective, um, just the pros and cons of either side, either end of kind of the same coin here, which is how do you find a career in that financial stability that's going to fulfill some certain level of happiness for you and and purpose maybe at the very least, but also support the life that you want to live. So I appreciate hearing a lot more about that. And I think just understanding um, now with people getting laid off, I think I hear more people coming to me as a recruiter saying like, what can I do? I'm thinking about career pivot. Like, and I think this pops up, you know, like it seems so easy to start a business or start, you know, maybe an e-commerce business. And I don't personally think it's that easy at all. So um, it's not just, a sterile process, you know, it's no. not like what people want is they want, um, a blueprint for how to mm. do this. You know, they want a one, two, three, a sterile yeah. process that works. And it, I truly believe it doesn't work that way. And I think that the brands that are most successful are really, they're passion driven. So yeah. if you okay. lack that, if you lack the passion and the creativity, I think you're going to have a really hard time building something sus- like sustainable on a place like Amazon. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So follow your passions is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yep. uh, thank you so much for your time today, Veronica. I really appreciate it. And looking forward to seeing what happens next for you. Maybe you'll be starting another business in the future and, and teaching us all about how to balance three startups and a mothering and, and the jobs. <laughs> and the universe. Yes. For me. <laughs> Alrighty. Have a good one. Thanks, Kelly. Okay. Bye.